The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. On this show, Paul Motter, editor-in-chief of CruiseMates.com, talks to us about fuel surcharges and what they mean for you, the passenger. But first, as always, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, joins us. He's a regular contributor for ABC's Good Morning America, CNN, CNBC, and many others. You can find him at CruiseGuy.com or follow him on Twitter at CruiseGuy or call 1-800-700-3881. Hi, Stuart. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Oasis of the Seas from Royal Caribbean has broken a record, I guess, is it uh, overall or for themselves? Well, it's another record. They actually, uh, it, the Oasis became the first cruise ship to ever exceed 6,000 passengers, mm. and that was based on the March 13th sailing. So they actually had uh, 6,007 passengers, so the ship was full. The ship was sold out, which is great news and a good idea of things to come. But uh, what also is interesting is that the you know with spring break the ship was even fuller I'm sure over the next couple of sailings including this past week uh, the uh, March 27th sailing I'm I'm sure uh, probably broke the record uh, as well I mean the ship the ship's in hot demand it's it's a great ship and uh, it will continue to uh, you know to fill and uh, you know get get the higher prices but um, as we talk there. There are some holes. What's the exact capacity of the Oasis, passenger-wise, not crew included? The double occupancy uh, is 5,400, but it's about 6,296 to be specific, and that is if you uh, fill the third, fourth, and fifth berths that are available in some cabins. And the total capacity crew included? Just around uh, probably 9,000. Wow. Man. Jeez. Which this ship could carry the entire town of Wasilla, Alaska. Mm. And uh, this week, Stuart, I've read that Spirit Airlines now charging for carry-on baggage. I uh, believe they may be charging for oxygen, smiles, <laughs> and they may be charging extra for clean seats. Oh, boy. Next. Wow. We all knew someone would try it. Uh, we thought that uh, no airline could stoop as low as Ryanair when several months ago they grabbed headlines about uh, desiring to charge to use the lavatory. The bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, you, you didn't think that customer service aboard an airplane could get any worse. Uh, here they're wanting to charge uh, anywhere from 20 to $45 per bag to use the overhead bins. Jeez. So, you know, the recommendation is, you know, go find another airline that is that values your business. Yeah. Do you think a cruise line would ever do this? The answer is no. Not at this time. But you never know. So what? the airlines will, but the cruise lines won't at this time. Look, the cruise lines are in the business of being, you know, very supportive of their passengers, encouraging their passengers. You know, right now, I mean, if, if a passenger brought three suitcases, they've never charged for it. And right now, there, there's no reason to because guess what? When you bring those suitcases, you have to store them somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about if there's too many bags and it doesn't fit under your, your bed, 
then uh, you're going to have luggage uh, strewn across your room, so that doesn't look good, and that's not what you're you're wanting to do. But it's never been an issue, and uh, you know it, it is for the airlines. The cruise lines are in the in the in the vacation business, and not not trying to uh, you know scourge for fees. Port Everglades Carnival renewing for another 15 years. Is that right? It's actually a very big deal because it stretches over 15 years. And it's a pledge that they're going to bring in. Carnival Corporation will generate 25.5 million passengers if you know Port Everglades uh, clean, you know, uh, spruces up their four terminals uh, at a cost of 34 million dollars, which of course they'll recoup through their passenger usage fees. But uh, it, it is expected to generate 500 million dollars in uh, port revenue for Port Everglades. And uh, it'll also I- improve the you know the, pa- the overall passenger experience, and it's it's a shame you know for the port of Miami, because uh, it's just it just means you know additional lost opportunities that they had with uh, a lot of ships that could have been in Miami, but instead have opted to be up in Fort Lauderdale because besides Carnival, you know the the Carnival corporations. I mean you've got Carnival Cruise Lines, Holland America, Princess. P&O, Kennard, uh, and uh, Seabourn is also sailing out of there as well. How did Port Everglades become so popular? Well, it's interesting. Back in 1990, when really it was just Princess there, when it was actually it was an independent there. But, you know, the Port of Miami just, you know, really wasn't developing. And, you know, the, the piers and the facilities to account for the newer ships. And Port Everglades essentially is in business because the Port of Miami did not take care of theirs. And are they and feeling hurt? Port Everglades and all the different municipalities were able to work together to build world-class facilities, parking garages, easy access right. uh, to the airport. And they and the Broward County understands what kind of a, a huge economic generator the cruise business is and is willing to bend over backwards to continue to attract new business, not only maintain what they got, but attract new business and, and flourish. And, you know, the Port of Miami is a little slow out of the gate. Well, we're Miami, and you're supposed to do business with us because we're Miami, and we're the closest uh, major uh, city uh, to the Caribbean. Didn't Miami used to be like the the cruise mecca of the world? Miami was the cruise mecca of the world, and Doug, that's that's a great point. It's certainly a great question, and it's you know the, what's the bigger question is what happened. They were so far and away above everybody, every other port in the world that it's just it's just staggering how Port Everglades and Port Canaveral have snuck right in there to get to grab a big chunk of the cruise business away from the Port of Miami and you know really you know put themselves on the maps I mean you're talking these are the two, number two and number three ports in the world and there could be some leapfrog uh, you know going on between Miami and Fort Lauderdale uh, as soon as they, they're estimating over the next two years it's really a shame because these two ports have have essentially gotten into business because again you know the port of miami hasn't taken care of theirs and there's just been a lot of missed opportunities port canaveral's done very well because of the popularity of orlando and being able to go visit disney universal studios the kennedy space center and SeaWorld. and but port everglades is certainly just up the street from the port of miami and you know one has to wonder why so many cruise lines and cruise ships are now sailing or have been sailing out of Port Everglades instead of the Port of Miami. All right, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will be back later in the show to give us his hot deals. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. 
can now follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Fuel surcharges have been a thing of the past, but with rising fuel prices, could they come back? Paul Motter, editor-in-chief of CruiseMates.com, joins us. Paul, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Paul, give us a little background on this. When the cruise lines imposed the fuel surcharge before, it was because the price of oil was over $100 a barrel. Right. And they put the surcharges on every cruise that was sailing, and it was anywhere from 5 to $10 per person per day. And they kept the surcharges on until the price of oil dropped below or actually hit $70 a barrel and hmm. stayed there for 30 days consecutively. Now, the price of oil went below $70 for about six months, and everybody was happy, and the fuel surcharges were gone, and then the price went back up. Well, the cruise lines had said that they would reinstate the fuel surcharges at any time that the price of oil hit $70 a barrel, or they reserved the right to reinstate the fuel surcharges. And so the price of oil has reached $70 a barrel and has actually been above it. It is now right around $85 a barrel, and it's been above it for about four or five months now. But the thing is, the economy is holding them back from reinstating the fuel surcharges. So, Paul, Carnival, for example, could they, tomorrow, if they wanted to, go ahead and reinstate those fuel charges without any notice or warning? Yeah, they, they actually had to learn a lesson the hard way the first time around. They imposed the surcharges on everybody who had a cruise booked, whether you were only had a deposit down or had paid in full, um, everybody had to pay the fuel surcharges. So even people who had paid in full got a phone call from their travel agent, and the agent informed them that they had to pay additional money as a surcharge or else they would lose their cruise. Right. Well. People were pretty upset about that, and a few class action lawsuits popped up, and eventually the the Florida courts decided that that was not legal. So all of the surcharges that were collected for people who had already been paid in full were refunded immediately (laughs) because they had not been given prior notice that this could happen. But now the surcharges have been taken off, but this time around the cruise lines have informed everybody ready to buy a cruise that they could impose a fuel surcharge at any time. So if you have a deposit down or even if you've paid in full, they can now legally choose to impose a fuel supplement upon you and you will be forced to pay. They've got themselves covered there, legally speaking, of course. Yes. Now you said between five and ten dollars per person per day. Could it go any higher than that? It's doubtful. I think the economy is holding the price is down right now. When they imposed it the last time, the price of oil actually got as high as $130 a barrel. Wow. So right now we're only at 85. So in fact, if they reimpose it now, it might even be lower than it was previously. It's hard to say. I mean, I know we can't predict the future, but do you foresee them implementing that in the near future? Well, it depends on two things. First of all, the price of oil usually does go up in the summer because they can get it. And many analysts are predicting that oil is going higher, right. as high as 100 to $120 a barrel. So, yes, there is a good chance that they could reimpose it at some time. Do you think cruise lines may be raising rates to offset those fuel prices? Uh, yes. Uh, they obviously always look at fuel as one of their major expenses. 
and raising rates is is something that has helped them afford more oil. It's definitely a big part of their costs. Right. I was just wondering if maybe they raise their rates instead of implementing that fuel charge well, again. That's what I was wondering. Just kind of as a, not, not so much as a shady maneuver, but just you know, just say, hey, you know what? We're just going to jack it up five, ten dollars, and then not worry about worrying our passengers with a fuel surcharge. Well, there's there's a couple of interesting twists there. First of all, I think that they think that it's it's worse to raise prices than it is to impose a fuel surcharge huh. because they have an excuse. Right. They blame it on somebody else. Right, and the other thing is they don't have to pay travel agent commissions okay. on fuel surcharges. Well, and on one hand you think, well, it's only 5 to $10 a day, but I guess that is a nice little drink. Uh, yeah, of course it is, <laughs> and it's per person right. and per day, so yeah. it certainly does add up. Yes, it does. He is the editor-in-chief of CruiseMates.com, Mr. Paul Motter. As always, thank you so much for the information. You bet. I got gasoline blue. I just filled up today Five bucks a gallon is what I had to pay Now I use it all up just to drive away I got that gasoline booze, baby What the hell is going on? Show questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you at 866-874-7957. We've talked to some backpacking world travelers in past episodes, and our next guest has been to some really cool places around the world as well. Craig Kaysen joins us. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Craig. Thank you. Now, uh, Glad to be here. Yeah, first of all, what, uh, tell everybody what you do for a living. I am a software program manager. Right on. And you've been to some really interesting places around the world on a small budget. Uh, tell us where you've been. Uh, most of the places I've been to are in either Southeast Asia or Central America. And uh, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, those are some of the most cost-effective areas in the world to, to actually travel to. And what was your longest time away traveling? Well, I actually took a trip back in 2002 to Southeast Asia. And I uh, traveled around there for about two and a half months. Were you employed when you did uh, this traveling? I actually was not. Uh, it was kind of when I was between careers. Right. I was just uh, kind of getting myself out of the social service industry, and I wanted to get into the software industry. And uh, in between my career as a social worker, I went to Southeast Asia and spent most of my time uh, in uh, Thailand, Cambodia, and Laos. Okay, so i got to ask, since you weren't working, how did you afford it? Uh, you know, it kind of went hand-in-hand hand with where I went. There's, I, I don't think there's very many places in the world I could have gone and actually afforded to stay that long. But uh, Southeast Asia is so uh, uh, affordable to travel through that your, your, your money will go a long way. So I actually only saved up about, I'd say, about $3,000. Wow. And I was able to travel very comfortably with you know, with that amount of money for the for that amount of time. The the most uh, expensive thing is the is the flight there, right? Flight there and exactly. back. Exactly. Yeah. The 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 round trip ticket from uh, Bangkok to LAX was about six hundred dollars at the time. Six hundred fifty dollars. Dang. And, and that was uh, that's cheap. That was the most expensive part of the trip. Round right? trip six hundred bucks. Yeah. It was it was a great deal. Uh, you know, one of the things I try to do is I try to travel on the cusp of the high season. So I right. don't like to travel when all the tourists are traveling. 
I like to travel maybe right after the high season is, but the but the weather's still nice and the places are still open for business. But the prices are down, uh, even the plane fare. So I, uh, we found a, a very inexpensive flight on China Air. China Air has a lot of uh, really a, a lot of good airfares. I think I got SARS on that flight, but that's okay. I got cheap airfare. <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. So if you don't mind getting the bird flu, then, you know, China <laughs> Air is the way to go. But, uh, uh, but once I got the plane ticket and I had about three grand in my pocket, I could actually travel very, very comfortably through Southeast Asia. I'm not talking about, you know, staying in the slums or anything. I'm talking about actually traveling fairly nicely. Cool bungalows on the uh, beach, kind of like the movie The Beach. I understand you exactly. went to something similar to those, that place. Yeah, very similar, yeah. Did you do any kind of uh, work while you were over there? No, no. Uh, I just, just enjoying had it. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, hung out and had fun. We talked about this before, and you and I both are a fan of Locked Up Abroad, a great show on National Geographic Channel. Of course, there's so many scenarios where it's just stupid people being drug mules and getting arrested. Right. But there actually are some of the people featured on that show that are just wrong place, wrong time. If that show's taught us anything, it's to be extremely careful when traveling to a lot That's of these true. foreign countries. Were there any major concerns traveling to some of these places? Not really, because I, I really try to travel safe. Before I go anywhere, believe it or not, I do a lot of investigation on that country to see how it how it is today to travel there. Uh, I've been to a lot of countries where, uh, because a lot of people don't know about these these countries, they think that I'm crazy for traveling to these particular countries. Uh, one in particular I can say is Laos. You know, I tell people I've been to Laos a couple of times, and they, why would you go there? That seems like a dangerous place and whatnot. But one of the things, uh, resources I like to uh, use before traveling to a country is the State Department's travel advisory website. And they basically huh. surmise, you know, the, the perils of going to various countries. And you can get a really good grasp on what it's like to go to that particular country just by, you know, investigating, you know, the State Department website, along with, uh, you know, try to find some other travelers that have been to the area recently and, and read what they have to say. And, and, you know, you'll come to find that a lot of countries you may think are dangerous to travel to are actually not dangerous at all or very safe, you know, uh, and, and particularly countries that had had a lot of turmoil in the past, you know, Cambodia and Laos, you know, and some of these are probably not a, you know, a popular travel destination for a tourist. But now they're, they're very tourist-friendly, tourist and they encourage tourism, and they do they go out of their way to make tourists feel comfortable in those countries. You know, on, on the health side, uh, Kaiser has a great resource, Kaiser Permanente, a uh, website that uh, they'll tell you kind of what health dangers to be aware of in each country. So uh, depending on what country I've been to, I've gotten different shots, and I take malaria pills or whatever I need to in that area. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, uh, you want to get a list of, you know, the authorities and law enforcement and emergency services when you go into a, a, an area and, and be aware of those kind of things. And other than that, you know, you, sh you shouldn't have too much trouble. Now, you've visited some cool cruise port regions. Uh, what things could you recommend for cruisers uh, visiting these spots? I think a lot of the cool cruise destinations that I've been to involve tropical waters, so my advice would be to get in that water and do as much as you can, diving, snorkeling, surfing, whatever you can do. Were there any concerns for a lot of shark activity in the, uh, off the coast of Thailand? No, uh, not that I was aware of. 
or giant crocodiles as featured in the sci-fi original movie Croc? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> giant man-eating crocs. I swear, it was so believable. <laughs> I, you know, there was a bar I stumbled out of on a on Costa movie where I thought there was might have been a giant crocodile, but I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Is there any other advice you would give anyone traveling to any of these exotic spots you're talking about? Uh, yeah. One of the other ways you can research someplace that you're visiting is research the culture. And to be culturally sensitive is something that I, I would highly recommend. Like find out any offensive gestures that, uh, or, or sayings or, thing, or you know anything like that? That's exactly right. I'll, I'll give you a good example. First of all, one of the things... That's common with the Thai people, or that's appropriate, is you don't raise your voice. Even if you're in an argument with a Thai, you don't raise your voice. It's very disrespectful. Yeah. And I watched uh, an American tourist start raising his voice to a Thai uh, person at the airport because they weren't, you know, they weren't getting their way. Yeah. And as he got louder and louder, I could see the Thai person just shut down because he's basically insulting him. Yeah. So if you just have a little sensitivity about, like you said, hand gestures and eye contact and how to speak with people, I think that goes a long way, and you'll get a much better experience out of traveling with that kind of attitude. Craig Kaysen, thank you so much for uh, talking to us about your travels. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been my pleasure to thank you guys. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising And this is your cruise news. In an exquisite top-deck restaurant with incredible ocean views, Disney Cruise Line debuts Remy, its first-ever premier dining option. With French-inspired gourmet cuisine by two award-winning chefs, Remy melds classic and contemporary styles in a sophisticated new dining concept exclusively for adults on the Disney Dream. For those who have swooned over Celebrity Cruise's stylish new Solstice-class ships since their introduction in 2008, the year 2011 will be the Summer of Love. Inspired by its new brand platform, Designed for You, Celebrity Cruises has created a destination lineup for the summer of 2011 that will place all four of its Solstice-class ships, including Celebrity Silhouette, which will set sail next year in Europe at the same time for the first time. Lastly, the Yachts of Seabourn has added 40 fascinating new tours in China, Korea, Japan, Thailand, and Vietnam, expanding the options for guests exploring the Far East on the company's year-round 2010 schedule of Asia voyages aboard the intimate all-sweet Seabourn Pride. Our thanks to CruiseIndustryNews.com. 
I'm Matt Basford for Cruise Radio. For more, go to cruiseradio.net. And now back to Cruise Radio with your hosts, Matt Basford and Doug Parker. All right, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back with your hot deals. But I understand you have a microsite to kind of uh, zero in on Solstice. Is that right? It's cruiseguymiami.com. Yep. The, the idea was the Sol- Celebrity Solstice is going to be in the Caribbean during the summer for the first time in its history. And the first time Celebrity has been in the Caribbean uh, during the summer in many years. But a lot of people don't know it. And there really are some wonderful deals aboard Celebrity Solstice. So we created some, some TV spots to run as well as being able to highlight what this ship is all about because a lot of people still have not seen what a magnificent ship Celebrity Solstice and her sisters, Celebrity uh, Equinox and the Eclipse, which is actually going to be setting to debut on uh, the 26th of April. But uh, right here in our, in our backyard here in Florida, I mean, seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean right out of Fort Lauderdale, I mean, they've got balcony cabins starting from as low as $799 per person. Sweet. You know, and then definitely heading into the fall as well. All right, what else you got? I think the biggest deal right now is on the biggest ship in the world, and that's Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. You've heard about the higher pricing that has been, um, you know, been prevalent since the ship debuted back in November of 2009. But there is a window of opportunity because a lot of people are waiting for Allure to arrive, Mm -hmm. which is coming out in December, to hopefully maybe bring prices on both ships down. But the reality is that the prices on Oasis are, you know, pretty high, especially looking into the summer. But if you can get away in the month of May, there's a bit of a hiccup. And for the first time, you're actually able to get aboard Oasis of the Seas for less than $1,000. It's $899. Yes. The starting price. But this is a significant discount off the regular pricing, which for the first four months has averaged about $1,400 per person. What size cabin are we talking? Well, we're talking about, you know, the starting on the inside cabins, which, yeah. you know, are about 175 oh. square feet. Hmm. Or just, you know, maybe pay a little bit more and get those balcony cabins that not only overlook Central Park, Boardwalk, but also those Ocean View cabins are actually uh, less expensive than the Boardwalk and uh, Central Park views. And, you know, there's nothing better than being oceanfront. To me, that's the only way to go, get ocean view. Look, it's summer. We're getting right there. Uh, This is the time to be talking about Alaska. And even though there's been a reduction, about 140,000 less passengers uh, heading to Alaska this summer because of the reduction in the amount of shifts, uh, there still are some good deals if you know where to look. And I still like that uh, round-trip cruise board, NCL's Norwegian Pearl, which is uh, departing out of Seattle, and they've got starting pricing there from as low as $699 per person. And you know, the earlier, you know, if you've got them, if you've got the ability, I strongly recommend looking into May uh, or early June before the kids get out, because that's when the cruise lines are offering the lowest pricing as well as the maximum upgrades. Very good. And you know, since we were talking about the celebrity solstice. You've done it again. You've helped uh, arrange for us to get aboard the Solstice. We're going to be doing the show, the entire show, from the ship next week. Well, the ship can't be as good as you keep saying it is. So you're going to see for yourself what Celebrity Solstice is all about. All right. Awesome. So visit CruiseGuyMiami.com. Of course, you can always go to CruiseGuy.com. Call 800-700-3881 or follow him on Twitter at CruiseGuy. As always, a delightful pleasure, Stuart. 
Hey, thanks, Doug. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Stuart. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Also, if you missed any part of the show, you can find us at cruiseradio.net or look for us on iTunes. And while you're at cruiseradio.net, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Also, while you're on our site, you can seek advertising opportunities. Just click Advertise. Big show next week. It is going to be big. We're heading down to Port Everglades to board the Celebrity Solstice down there. For, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. Stuart, oh, we're actually, we've all been talking about this ship for a while now. We finally get to go down and experience it and sit with some of the crew members and hopefully have a little roundtable with them. Yeah, big interviews lined up. The captain, cruise director, food and beverage manager, got the hotel director. Big show. Big show. Pretty much everybody on the cruise ship will be, you know. The very important people. Exactly. And, uh, will be there, and you will be there with us as well. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.